Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning everyone. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you reveal yourself to us. As you call each of us to you. You show us more of who you are so that when we know you better, we can form a closer knowledge, a well-informed relationship with you. We are more knowledgeable of you. We know, we come to know you as a person. You paint us a picture of yourself, your nature, your character. We thank you, Father, that it was always your plan to bring us back to you, closer to you. You did not want us going away that we could be trampled under. So we could be trampled under and then we could be kept into subjection. That we could be beguiled in every single way and yet not be able to do anything about it. That we could be kept under bondage and ignorance. But you wanted us to know not just who you are, but who we are as well. What is our relationship with you? What have you invested in us? So that when we are made aware, just like Jesus said, you shall know the truth. Then every lie becomes clear. Not just apparent, it becomes clear. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the powerful Bible study sessions that you give us. We thank you, Lord, for the multiple opportunities to connect with you through the morning encounters, through the divine mercy, through all our other Bible studies in person, in our personal space of prayer. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every time we connect with you in any of these ways. You are ever willing to bring us close and you bid us come and drink from you where you reveal something new, where you shed some more light, where you offer your mercy and your grace to us, Father. Every time we come to you, you look upon us with those eyes of love. You say you came for me. We thank you, Father, that you always came for us and you kept coming. You still keep coming even now. The minute you see us walking in the distance, you come running towards us like the father of that prodigal son. In the parable in the Bible, we thank you, Lord, for that peace and that joy that you are ever willing to pour into our lives. The minute you see us in the distance, we share the same, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you in person and with everyone that does not want to know you that has turned away from you. We share it with all those that we have lifted up in prayer today in our hearts and with all those that have no one to pray for them. And yet, Father, your heart pains for the, for the suffering that they are going through. We offer ourselves, Lord, to stand in that gap and offer our faith for an upliftment. We ask for a quickening, Lord, in all of these. 
for it is your will that none should perish but all should be saved and be brought to eternal life fathers we remember all of these and we make our prayer today we call on your name the name of our lifter the name of our maker the name of our preserver the one who blots out our transgressions cast them behind his back and remembers them no more the one who makes every past land no matter how past how dry how arid and how failed it looks makes it a makes every thirsty land into springs of water the one who has made for us the way of holiness and we pray in the name of jesus his son that way that truth the word himself and life the lord who heals the door to the father the sheep gate and he said i know my sheep and they know my voice and they follow me the word the line of judah our rock our refuge the cornerstone our foundation our daily bread and we pray in the name of his spirit spirit of the living god the spirit of light and life the spirit of jesus the spirit of el shaddai the spirit of victory the breath of the father given to us the one who reveals the times and the seasons the one who heals our backsliding the one who is always here with us ever willing to convict and never willing to point a finger and condemn the one who only looks on us with love and mercy the one who looks at our void and our formless life and we bring it to him in its failed state and when we believe in our hearts and confess jesus in our mouth it is he who is given to us it starts to move the same lord who raised jesus from the dead now raises us as well gives life to our mortal body the one who then partners with us but when we speak his word we can work with the same pattern with the same principle of creation that god used in genesis 1 we thank you father that you have blessed us with your spirit with your word you came down to our level and you give everything that is in you within us the presence of your spirit the presence of jesus your word that we might be lifted up you also put your authority on us just like that ring was placed on the finger of the prodigal son that we might be raised up that we might be given authority that we might know the truth and that we might speak that truth in authority we thank you father we thank you that you blessed us with angels with destiny help us you have given us that gift of prayer to be able to commune with you to restore our royal priesthood we thank you lord that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly and every physical provision that when you are our shepherd we can never lack anything we thank you lord we thank you for educating us for opening up our understanding for filling us with your wisdom father every single day we connect with your word that you don't stop working on us even if we get tired you don't such is your love for us we thank you lord 
and many times you fail to understand how you love us so much. But in our human limitations, in our weakness, Father, we want to push and push harder to come closer to you, to know you more, to be with you and to serve you as our King and as our Father. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We declare that as our protection. Through it is our redemption, our atonement. Through it our ransom has been paid. So we are freed. No accuser can point a finger. We put on our angels, Lord, and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for our lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I declare divine exemption over these, your faithful. I command angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name of the one who is called faithful himself, the one who does not fail us. And he said, in my name, you can ask the Father and he will do whatever you ask. We thank you, Lord. We pray in that mighty, all-powerful, unmatched name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. And we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that power of life. And thank you for the gift of discernment to be able to choose life in every situation. And today we reflect on one such situation that many of us may have encountered in our lives. Today we reflect on what is a victim mentality and how to overcome it. What does the Bible say about it? So let's start with what it really is. And do I carry that mindset? A victim mentality is when you blame everyone else for whatever happens in your circumstances. It is when a person takes a grim view of the future, thinking that only bad or negative things will happen to them. Thinking that everyone only wants to get them. Let's look at a few scenarios. When a child gets into a fight at school or on the playground, the parent always blames the other child, saying, my child was victimized. It is not their fault. The other one started it. A person at work doesn't get a promotion and then they blame the line manager. 
saying they are racist, they are biased, or they only prefer certain people. They don't like me. That could be another way. When you ask a friend for help, or even a relative, that makes it even more worse. And then they refuse to help you, but at the same time they have helped others. And then again there are all sorts of thoughts on how they don't care. They only help their friends or the ones that are close to them in the family. Or worse, still worse, the person starts to think it's because I am not on that side of the family. I come on the other side. And they start to think life is not fair. People and God are unjust. I never win. And then some get down into going into a shell. Maybe I don't deserve good things. Do you feel like this? about your circumstances. A victim mentality. It carries a negative approach on life. And Satan wants people to think that way so they can, over time, be unforgiving of others. Nurse and harbor bitterness within their hearts, hatred and anger. Or maybe even boil into pride and then retaliate when they get the opportunity. Have you sensed that in your behavior or in someone else? I know I have been through it. Most of us do. At some point or the other, when situations don't go our way, a victim mindset is largely based on assumptions. It's based on lies and it's based on falsehood. When people start to feel entitled to something that they are being denied, there is a feeling that it has been denied also. When in truth it may not necessarily be so. And the bigger problem then is they tend to justify it. Some people like being victims. If I get to be the victim, the overindulged one, the entitled one, the misunderstood one, the abused one, the wronged one, there are many forms. Then the best part that they convince themselves is, I don't have to be responsible for myself. I can continue to blame others for whatever happens in my life. They think that's the best part, but the worst part is they can keep blaming others and nothing changes in their own life. It remains exactly where it was. Years and years can pass. They can only keep grumbling, nursing negativity within their flesh, making their body sick, making their mind sick. And yet nothing changes. It could only go worse, downhill, never up. Let's look at what the Bible is saying about such persons and in general everyone, them now, them and the others that they are pointing a finger at. 
Matthew 5 verse 45 says, God causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. No distinction. So why should you be special or why should you be not so special and marginalized? Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11 says, The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to all. No one is special. They happen to all. Time and chance are given to all. So everyone is given that opportunity, a door. What you do when you are in front of that door matters. You can choose to see it as a closed door, feel entitled, feel denied and keep cribbing about it or you can be the one that can be knocked, one that can be knocking on that door. That door can be knocked on and opened. What is your mindset saying about this? And God does not want life for each one of us to be as a victim. In John 10.10, Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full, not restricted, not as a victim, not in bondage. Have it to the full. He came for that. Are we looking at him or are we holding on to what we think is something that we have resigned and accepted as our destiny. I am a victim. He came, he himself suffered, went through all the pains. So we can't even say to him, well, what do you know what pain means? He went through all of it, something that he didn't even you know, deserve. Yet he went through all of it. It was not his doing. It was not his fault. There is a learning there for us. When we are wronged, what is God saying? Yes, you have been hammered down. You have fallen. And so did Jesus. And he set that example of rising up again. And becoming an overcomer. In John 16 verse 33, he said, In this world you will have trouble. He didn't say you may. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The Bible gives many examples of people that are falsely accused like Jesus. Like Joseph, the son of Jacob. Falsely accused by Potiphar's wife thrown in prison. Like Paul, who was also persecuted many times. Thrown into jail. And then there were those who were on the other end like Saul. Who in the absence of Samuel felt like a victim. You can see where they ended up when you read Joseph's story. When you read Paul's story. When you read Jesus' story. 
and then when you read Saul's story, you know, King Saul, where does that victim mentality take you? It is clear in these stories. So what do we do about it then? First thing you can do is acknowledge that these things can happen and they can happen to anyone. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 16 that you have the mind of Christ. So if he was an overcomer, you carry that same mind in you when you are brought into him. And you, the best part is you are given his spirit. That's the spirit of victory. You carry his mind, you think like him. You are an overcomer like he is. And then you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Start listening to what the Spirit is saying there. That spirit of victory. The second thing is take responsibility for your life. Irrespective of the cause. Irrespective of whether it was our fault or not. We have to stop blaming others for our outcomes in our life. Start taking steps ourselves. You probably heard the saying, God helps those who help themselves. You need to start seeking the truth. Looking for answers. God said in Matthew 7 verse 7, He gave His golden rule. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking until the door is opened. You battle against that wickedness that fights against your destiny. And more often than not, they, act the they attack the destinies of those that God has placed some agenda on so that they can never rise to that level. So you should know if you are being attacked, there is something about you that Satan doesn't want you to know in the first instance. He doesn't want you to know who you are what agenda has been placed on your life when God ordained breath into it. Start fighting for what is truly yours. It was always there. Just like in Jeremiah 1.5, God said, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. I knew you. He placed that deposit, that agenda then, not later. It was back then. The third thing for us to do is stop complaining and start taking actions. We may not immediately see result, but we keep praying over it. We keep asking God for help. And then with the help of his destiny, help us. He said men ought always to pray and not faint, not get tired. Luke 18 verse 1. And through that story of the widow, he said, be persistent. You must get an answer. The fourth thing is to be grateful for what we have. A victim mindset only looks at what is not. There are so many other things that we have taken for granted as well. That should have been there anyway. We need to be grateful for everything, right for every single heartbeat, right from the breath that we take, the fact that our eyes open every morning, the fact that our body is healthy, 
and we are not crushed under sickness. We need to have that attitude of gratitude. And then a fifth point that I have made there is we need to start forgiving. If someone has wronged us, if some injustice has been done to us, we reflected on this earlier in the week when the topic was God says, vengeance is mine, the God who avenges. We need to forgive the other person. In doing so, forgive and release ourselves and then let God take over, fulfill his vengeance just like that widow keep praying, avenge me. Not out of anger, but out of detached situation from the person that has wronged. We ask for our justice. We ask to be raised from where we are at so that we can no longer be down. We keep praying until he answers. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that persistence in our spirit, Lord, that grace to hold on in faith our confession and to keep speaking knowing that you are a just judge, knowing that you are a caring king who only gives justice, knowing that you are a loving father who will not give us a stone when we ask for bread. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Lord. We ask for that strength, that boldness and that strength in all our limitations, in all our failures in these circumstances, in all our pains that we go through. And many of us have lived most of our life with those pains. God, it is time for lifting. Let your grace, your anointing be released, Father, and touch each of these lives. Then make that decision today that I will never live under that victim mindset anymore. It is time for me to rise and I rise today. Let your grace touch each of these lives. Let there be a stirring, Lord. Fill with your presence, your spirit, your word. Fill them with your revelation. Let that transformation start today. And let it be evident as a testimony that comes out of their life this week. I ask for this edification, Father, this ministering by your spirit today. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing division and separation, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, ignorance of your ways, poverty, Lord, and busyness that cuts them away from you. That every such yoke of the enemy be broken by the blood of Jesus. Draw them near, Father. Call them by name like you do. Unless you draw them to you, they cannot come. Shine forth, Lord. Shine forth. You who dwell in the midst of the cherubim, shine forth. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. 
especially those that are not yet saved, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe, Lord, that that prayer that we release out of faith together in agreement, as touching upon it, is an answered prayer. Because the Father will fulfill what Jesus has promised us. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue in your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara Kunda <laughs> Sota Paliska Vijelirin Sarakana, <laughs> <laughs> 
In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from Isaiah 1. 
18 to 20. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being merciful and not shutting that opportunity on us. You still say, come now. Thank you, Father. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from Isaiah 43, verse 1, quoted from the NIV, which talks about Israel's only Savior. And it says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And again, I can hear him say, come now. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, by Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections for our daily life that, that connect with us in person every single day. And today he is reflected on fasting. I encourage you to read it. If you are being blessed by the daily Divine Mercy and the Rosary sessions, you can pray with others as well. And also the Friday Bible study sessions, if that is enriching your, your Christian life. And everything that is happening in your circumstances around you, please share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube. All of these sessions are on live and you can also point them to the recordings that are stored on our Spotify podcast page on YouTube and on Facebook. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, just like Abraham, let us go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, a great weekend ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. everyone.